You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to season three, episode 29 of Heart and Soul. I am rejoined by some very much requested past guests. We've got Bianca Pastrana and Carly Fink on the podcast today. Um, hey, everyone. Hello. Hello. And they're together, like not together, but like together. You know what I mean? <laughs> Physically on my couch. Together. Yes. Exactly. Um, but Bianca came on in season two and so did Carly pretty close to each other. And I received a bunch of messages from different people saying, loved this episode. So I thought, why not have them back, um, together since they're besties. So thanks for coming back. Love that you're here together. Love your faces. Love that I get to see them. Um, okay. We have a lot to discuss, but the first thing I want to discuss is nothing deep at all. It's the fact that you're both TikTok famous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Sorry. There was an awkward moment there. I didn't know if Bianca was going to say anything, but no, thank you for having us. It really is an honor to be here and glad we're back. So fun. So back to TikTok. Um, yeah, it's really Bianca. And then my mom (laughs) is really all that it was. Okay. You need to tell our listeners about the, your, your mom's video. Because- They've probably seen it. Yeah. Everyone's probably seen it, including the woman we met in the hotel in Tulsa at 12 AM this past weekend. Um, yes. Yes. She has seen my mom on TikTok or just around in the news or on Instagram. But <laughs> back, back during Christmas, I think it was like, yeah, Christmas week, I was visiting home in North Carolina and this is a very normal thing for my entire life, like childhood into my adulthood, where my mom is recording herself teaching aerobics classes in the bonus room upstairs and is full, like 10 out of 10 full send teaching these classes, recording herself. And I'm, t- I'm talking like this has been my life, my whole life. Well, because of COVID and all that that brought, she was and still is doing virtual classes. So I was like, oh my gosh. The world needs to know like my entire history as a child. So I snuck up the back stairs and took this sneaky video of my mom teaching Zumba virtually to her three, what do you call them? Um, members, uh, not patients, not customers, <laughs> not customers. Clients? Call that clients. I don't know. Really their friends. She would call them Zumba buds, but there were only three on there, but she acts like she's teaching a million people in one class because she get, like I said, full send. And anyway, I, I took this sneaky video, posted on TikTok, blew up 9.6 million views on TikTok. Every meme account and their mom took it, posted it. Um, not only did like the Today Show and Barstool Sports request to repost it, but some TV channel posted it without our permission. And Ellen DeGeneres called twice. So what's funny Wait. is my mom... Okay. Yeah. My mom rejected everyone. She said no to everything, which is hilarious. I was jealous, you know, of her 10 seconds of fame. Um, but she said, no, she didn't understand why people were interested. So what was her reason for saying no? Well, I think she just didn't understand why it was such a big deal because again, this is like her whole life. So she, she thought maybe like, are people making fun? Are people going to like roast me? Like, this is just who I am. And I like, I'm not going to change. And then when all of TikTok, like 
hundreds of thousands of people were saying like, please send the zoom link. Like I will take this class. I will pay your mom. She can make so much money off of this. She said, no, like I like my small community of my Zumba friends and I'm not interested in like monetizing this. It's just a side thing I do to like stay happy and healthy. She's been teaching um, classes, exercise classes since she was, I think like 18 or 19. And I won't tell her age now, but just know that it's a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because when you like are home, you always do that. Like you always film her. And so I was so used to seeing it. And then I like refresh TikTok and I see, I don't know, at that point, it was probably like a million. And I was like, oh, a million people have viewed this. And Mm -hmm. I am so bad at TikTok that I just watch people's and I send you things that I think are funny. Um, But when that went viral, I was like, Carly is living my dream. Like all I've ever (laughs) did be is viral. (laughs) Yeah, it, um... It was a really interesting time where I was like trolling every comment and like deleting every like mean comment or inappropriate comment because TikTok people get wild out there. Yeah. We've got lots of stories about that. But um, yeah, I, I, it was really fun. Jason Derulo commented, Megan Trainer commented, all these like big bloggers and like TikTok famous people commented. And I'm over here, like I'll post a video of myself dancing and get like two views. So it's, I feel great. <laughs> Well, I mean, it boosted your following and then Bianca's already got a killer following. So you two together are just like the dream team on social media. We just have fun with it. You know, we're, what else are we going to do with our free time? Yeah. It's so fun. I don't know why it's so fun to make TikTok videos. Cause it's like a completely separate platform than Instagram. I feel like I've seen a lot of people that I follow on both and you get to see this extra peek into their life I don't know what it is about TikTok that makes you feel like you can show off more of your goofy side or more of this like super weird part of who you are that I feel like Instagram still is that like curated yeah type of platform so it's been fun to create different type of content that doesn't necessarily overlap yeah you have this like alter ego (laughs) but it's still you yeah it feels like an alter ego for sure but it's it's probably it's it's probably more you than instagram yeah it's just simply your yeah 100 percent. so it's been really fun because i post we post different things on tiktok than we would on instagram but it's just interesting the things that people say oh tell the latest (laughs) yeah the the funniest and latest for me was a video i did just the other day, randomly trying to decide which outfit I should wear for this bachelorette dinner. I, I posted, that one. posted three little options and it's so interesting because people don't really understand your style or like who you are because you just show up like a random person. And so <laughs> I posted these outfits, not realizing how intense the opinions would be. And everyone, almost every single person voted for this like last outfit that was, she had option one, two, and three. And everybody said like three, no questions. And people then, literally told me to burn option one, burn which was option one never again. And then the the funniest comment <laughs> that we said for the rest of the weekend was this person commented and was like, you look you look like a shapeless grandma and it was just the whole I was like should I change my Instagram handle shapeless grandma but the best part is that I wore that outfit I wore the shapeless (laughs) grandma outfit you posted about that yes everyone said it looked like a nightgown you know whatever but I'm the type where I truly don't 
care what people think because I'll end up doing whatever I want to do anyways and I didn't think it was going to blow up so the fact that people were so so funny and just the comments that they wrote it was Mm -hmm. it was hilarious but it's just that's what's like so random and funny to me about anything that blows up is it's always the thing that you least expect like 100 percent. yeah like you've posted hundreds of videos of your mom teaching Zumba or dancing or doing something silly. And then this one just blows up. And then this outfit, like, which you probably have posted so many like better, like dance videos and things like that. But this one blows up. The algorithm is a mystery, but it keeps you, it keeps you coming back. Truly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I keep coming back and I don't even (laughs) post anything. Okay. Now let's get into the, the meat of it. So, um, Last time that y'all were here, Carly spoke a lot about, well, you spoke a lot about a lot, but (laughs) you spoke a lot about singleness, spoke a lot about moving. And I kind of um, mentioned during your episode that the way that you two met was through me, like linking y'all in a DM. I've actually never in person met Bianca yet, but (laughs) which is so weird. I can't, I'm still not over it. I'm not over it either. But um, Michael did discipleship school with Bianca or went to church. Did you do the discipleship school or did you do the church? Um, I was just at church with them. Okay. So he was at church with Bianca in Dallas and we're both from Dallas. And then Carly was moving to Dallas and I was like, well, I follow Bianca and like we've email exchanged about podcasts a couple times <laughs> and yeah. like, y'all should be friends. So y'all really hit it off and obviously are besties now, but I kind of want to like encourage our listeners, um, in the, who are in the season of life of just like living life with their girlfriends as their family. Like those are their, their people, their number ones. It's something that I honestly really miss about being single and about my girlfriends, even like living here, all of them living in the same place. I'm, I miss that so much. And I like once a week, probably get a little emo and depressed, maybe even cry. I cried on Sunday about it. So it's, it's something that I just like, it's a season I loved so much and y'all are in it. And I just kind of want you to like have the opportunity to speak life into women who are in that season and maybe yearning for the next when like, this is such a beautiful, rich season. Um, so thanks for coming on. And I just want y'all to kind of take the mic and let us know, let our listeners know, like what your life is like community wise. Yeah. Um, one thing that is interesting for us, and I feel like we've had this conversation recently is we have to check ourselves in certain moments where we, we are yearning for the next season because we we're not perfect in singleness by any means and we desperately like want to be married and have families and and we see your life and we look up to that and we can't wait to be in your stage so it's such an interesting way that it all works out to where you look at our lives and you're like oh man they're having so much fun and we look at your lives think you're like thinking well you're having so much fun and so we do have to have these moments of remembering that we do love the season that we're in Mm -hmm. and that we don't want to wish it away waiting for the next best thing and know that there are people that are on the other side that wish that they could be like in our season. Yeah. But I think that's also really good to speak into on both sides. Like I, I really do. I don't want our listeners to think that I'm like depressed. I love my life. I'm (laughs) 
obsessed with Michael and so excited about this baby is something we pray for forever. And yet there's still something that I desire, but it's nice to hear from y'all like, Oh, you have a life that we really like too. So I think it's nice to speak that into both whoever's in what season, just to kind of call out like the light that is happening in their lives and for them to realize like, Oh, I should be really grateful for this. Yeah. Yeah. On top of what Bianca said, both of us had recently gone through like talking stages with different guys say over the last like few months and then they've ended and then it's happened again and it ends it it's like really hard to get out of that talking stage um like or for it to go anywhere so what I would say to that to anyone else who can relate who's listening is we continue to have these like major heart check moments because the reality of the fact that like one day we will meet the person God has for us, Lord willing, I know it's not promised, but one day we believe that's going to come. And from the moment you meet them on your whole life changes like forever, it'll never be the same. Kind of like once you get pregnant, you're literally never going to not be a mom. Like you're always a mom. And so your whole life changes. And so where we have to encourage one another and just remind one another. And also it's just been so sweet to like have that moment of gratitude with God is wait, I love my life right now. And I'm going to soak up every second because in a flash it can change. Yeah. Like tomorrow, my whole life can literally change because I would meet the one and sure there's a whole process to dating and all of that, but literally it'll, it'll never look the same. So it's almost like when guys have either rejected me or, you know, say things end like I end it, they end it, whatever in this last year, there's almost this weird relief and gratitude on on top of the hurt and the sadness of like, okay, well, I really do love my life. So I'm not missing out too much Mm. uh, because I'm just going to soak up like the good stuff um, that I have currently knowing that it's very close to potentially changing forever. And it really does. Like when it happens, it happens so fast. Like I vividly remember standing in your kitchen in Wilmington when you lived here and at like end of December, beginning of January, and you're like, how's it going with Michael? Like, it was like your third date. And I was like, I mean, I think he's my boyfriend. And then, so that's January. And in October, we're engaged. So it's, it's it crazy. does happen fast. It does. It does. And it, and you don't go back. You don't go back to singleness. You don't go back to like not having someone that you need to check in with, you know, daily and, you know, care for them. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's good to realize the good. Sometimes that comes through the process of a little bit of heartache or heartbreak, but um, yeah, that's something I think we both realized this past year, even just the past six to nine months. So when, you, when you're like going through that talking phase which I think is so annoying. Like we're talking or we're dating or like, what are you? Okay. But like, I used to hate that about dating, but when these conversations happen, like, what is it like at this time in your life? Like being 30, what is it like when you get quote unquote rejected, you know? Cause like in, in middle school, it was like you passed a note and then you liked someone new the next day, but now it's like, Ooh, life's so different. That's so true. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't know if anyone wants to hear this question it's, or this answer. It's 
it's hard. And this is what I was going to say just a second ago too, after what everything Carly said is like, we joke about it because <laughs> there's like this TikTok. Anyways, we joke about it. But at the end of the day, we always have to remind ourselves like it only takes one. It only takes one. So it's, it's such, it's, there's a few things that make it easier. One fact is that literally our husband will be one person. So it's yeah. just kind of like, we got to filter through till mm-hmm. we get to that one. Yeah. The other thing that we always say too, like, I feel like Carly's been saying it the longest is, is like, my husband will have eyes for me. So it almost takes this pressure off that we have to try to force things to work, to make things happen, to get someone to like us. And so when we take it all back and realize one, like what is meant for me will find me like the Lord's will will be done no matter what. I cannot thwart God's plan for my life. Mm-hmm. Like there is nothing I can do to, I mean, obviously walking in disobedience, of course. And, and, and that's a whole other thing, but you know, if we are doing our best to like walk in community and be accountable and, um, you know, have people that are in our lives and have that relationship that we do, it, it's going to happen the way that it's meant to happen. And so it takes this pressure off of us to try to force something or obviously it doesn't take away all of the heartache or the hurt that comes from things ending because no matter who it is or if we know that they weren't the right person for us it's still it's sad. A, it's a loss it's yeah. a loss mm-hmm. it's always a loss um, and it's worth grieving no matter the length like no matter for anyone listening like it's okay <laughs> that you're sad that he didn't ask you on a second day or a third day or a fourth day it's okay to be sad over that because for me it's the tangible hope of what you've always prayed for dreamed of and it ends and so you get this like actual like you can hope but then you get a tangible hope of like oh someone's pursuing me someone likes me and I like them too and then it gets taken away um whether again like whichever side that is for whatever reason it's still a loss even if it's like oh thank god I dodged a bullet you still lost something that you had hope for Um, so it's worth it's worth grieving like for me Um, I think it's important to grieve appropriately because I think the healing comes faster when you truly give that space to grieve. Even if, even if your friends think you're silly for it, even if you're embarrassed that, Oh, here I am crying again over someone I've only known for a few weeks or whatever. Um, it's worth it because that's done. It's dead and gone. And then now you're, you're healed, um, in due time and, and open, more open and more available for the next thing versus lingering in the hurt that you never actually dealt with and processed. Yeah. yeah. And one, one thing that I'm actually learning this year, which I hate that it took me so long to get there, or at least to put words to what it meant to me is how important it is to validate what you're feeling. You know, like it, even if it's silly, even if what you're feeling is like, oh my gosh, he only texted me once, but I like am crying right now. Well, you're feeling that for a reason. So validate that. Like it's okay to be sad. And then, and then we'll work through it appropriately so that we can get to the other side. But you're not, like you said, if you just like mask it or cover it, or like, I learned a lot about grief with our miscarriages. And I was like, if I don't talk about this and like validate where I'm at in this season right now, then it's going to uproot later. And it's going to be a disaster. Absolutely. And it goes with anything. If you don't validate anything and you wait and you bury, it's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therapy is also very helpful. I think I talked about that on the last <laughs> podcast, but we love counseling. We love 
We love therapy. It's, it's so good. And those are interchangeable words. Some people are like, what's the difference? I use them the same, at least. I don't know. I do too. I, I do too. <laughs> I was going to say one more thing based off of what you said. Oh, we just, we just realized too, like, if this is not what God has, then I don't want it because it's going to be a waste of time. It's going to be a waste of their time. It's going to be a waste of my time. And it's not going to be what's best because God always has what's best for his kids because he's a perfect dad. And so if it's not from him, I don't want it. Uh He brings the best stories. He gives the best gifts. This is literally what my Instagram caption was yesterday, but it's true. Like he writes the best stories. He writes the best, or he gives the best gifts. I've seen it in all of my friends' lives. And why would I think that he would treat me any differently? Like everyone is God's favorite. You know, it's not like they're God. My friends are God's favorites. And I'm over here like the forgotten lost you know, soul somewhere. It's like, no, I, he loves me and he has good things for me. And if I look back at like this last decade of being single, I've had a blast. I've loved my life. I've been able to do so, so, so much. And I wouldn't take anything back or change a single thing. Yeah. And you're right. When it happens, then it's that season's gone. So this is the gift, the good gift he's giving you right now. Exactly. I think something that like really annoys the heck out of me about the church. And I love Jesus. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Me and Jesus were tight, but sometimes the church is really frustrating on the topics of marriage and singleness in like in both ways. Like I remember when I was single, people would be like, well, once you're just like super content with the Lord, like he will just the, your perfect man will come. And I'm like, were you just like happy and totally content and just like with everything in life when your man came, because I would like to know what that's like just in general. Cause you know, <laughs> and then also on the other side, um, people acting as if are people in the church constantly saying like, which marriage is hard. I mean, anything in life relationships are hard. Life is hard. And I, but one thing that used to just really chat me and Michael's butt when we were engaged is like, mm, marriage is so hard. Like, really going to be a ride. And like, yeah, we've been through a lot of like crap in life, like, you know, losing babies, losing family members. But for the most part, it's freaking fun. Like, I really like him. I picked someone that I like. And so I feel like the church kind of makes like both of these things, this like chore that you have to like grit. And I wish that there was freedom. I wish that that was like lifted off so that there was freedom in both seasons. Like, wow, that's awesome. You're living this like dream single life. You get to move where you want to go. You get to take a new job. If you want to, you get to go on weekend trips, you get to do all these things. And then also while you're married, you get to hang out with this guy who is so weird and makes you laugh all day. You get to, you know, go on dates when you want, you know, so there's like so many different things to both that if they were just, if that like barrier of it's so hard it's so gritty was released then I feel like people would feel freedom to actually enjoy those seasons a little more sorry I'm off my TED talk but (laughs) I just get so like angsty about that in the church specifically so what has your experience been like with singleness in the church because you both love the Lord yeah I feel like in, I don't think I've personally experienced too much of the like hard chore aspect of singleness and marriage. And maybe I've 
been able to see it through a different lens just because I do really love my life. Um, but of course I do hear that all the time, which is, it's kind of discouraging when people do say, well, marriage is so hard. It's like, but I want it. Yeah. So like, why would you discourage me like that? Especially if you're in a season like you were in where you're engaged, they're like, Oh, it's tough out there. First year of marriage, worst of your life. And you're like, cool. That's exactly about to be where I'm at. Why would, why would, why, why would you you do that? Um, but I do think in general, singleness in the church and dating in the church is hard (laughs) for so many reasons. Um, one being (laughs) the fact that we as women, you know, would love to be pursued and and it's hard when you feel like there's not a lot you can do. And I do feel like I have experienced this in the past with old churches I've been to and involved in is a lot of the men want to date girls from other churches so it's just in the event that they mess up the community right. and the flow and the vibe, like in the church, I have a theory that sometimes they're like, I, I already, I have a theory that these guys who say, we well, don't want to date anyone within our church or in our friend group or our community. Cause like, just in case, you know, things don't work out. Like, I just don't want to like put that wall up, you know, and, and make people feel split down the middle and it's safer to date people at other churches. My theory is they know darn well that they just want to have fun. They don't really want to commit. They don't really want to take it seriously. And they don't know how to date in a mature, godly way. So the safer thing for them and their ego and their reputation is to date outside of community. Because my opinion, very strong opinion, is the best way to date is actually within your community. Yeah. Does it have to be among your community? Like, hey, I'm choosing this person who's in my weekly community group. Not necessarily, but you better be bringing that person around your friends because it's your friends that, that you're going to want to weigh in um, and hold you accountable as well. That's so, 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 so important, especially for young single adults, especially for those who live alone, which is like most of our community, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all have like a really, that's good. That's a good word because once Michael started coming around Wilmington and vice versa, cause we were long distance. And when we started visiting each other, that's when I started loving him was yeah. like seeing us in daily life with our people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like the two hour phone call we had on a Sunday night, you know, long distance. I wanted to see him in the mess and vice versa. Y'all have a community that's really massive. <laughs> Maybe I'm just like seeing things, but I feel like you have a solid friend group of both guys and girls. Um, what is that dynamic like between a bunch of really attractive girls and a bunch of really attractive <laughs> guys who all love Jesus hanging out 24 seven? Um, it's a great question, Kath. <laughs> not glamorous. I think a lot of people on Instagram always look at it and they're like what in the world you have all these hot guy wins and this and that and everyone just assumes that everyone should date, date everybody oh yeah why are you dating this person okay next why what about this guy what about <laughs> this guy what's wrong here it's it's definitely tough I think um it's it's been hard in the past I feel like we're both in a healthier space than we've been even since last year yeah within community and guy friends and girlfriends and all the mixture of it um And I think a lot of that has to do with boundaries, which is so huge. Something that I continually learn (laughs) all the time. Mm -hmm. It is an ongoing process. Just it's so easy when you do life with people the way that we do 
in community like we mm-hmm. do talking about things in Bible study or a yeah. church or whatever, where we, you build this almost emotional intimacy with people, which and spiritual. Yeah. And in, in some ways that's like healthy and beautiful and good. And then it can so easily cross the line over mm-hmm. to unhealthy and not good. Um, so that's just something that I think as solid, like Christian believers, we want to always be aware of that. And that's why it's good to have sisters in Christ that will mm-hmm. be like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't go hang out with so-and-so one-on-one or, you know, have these types of conversations or yeah. whatever it may be, because it can so easily get misconstrued and on one end or the other or both. And it's such a hard thing to navigate that having that boundary from the beginning, it just saves you from a lot of hurt. In yeah. that. And <laughs> like, I, imagine, I imagine as like women, especially we need to be like really on guard for each other because when we have like a super intimate, spiritual, emotional conversation with someone of the opposite sex, we're like in, like, we're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. We just went there and we've already planned our wedding. We've put our names <laughs> together. We have our kids' names. Yeah. And and then the guy, I feel like, has this because of their compartmentalized way of thinking, they can separate that from being an emotional experience to just being like a cool conversation. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guy, there's so many guys that say you know, why, I don't know why, but I find it so much easier to talk to girls than it is guys. And like, I open up a lot more and I I'm saying that, like, I, I said it with a little sass, obviously, but I believe them. I believe what they're saying is true. But to me, that may throw a little bit of a flag of like, but why though? Like, why are you going to girls for the emotional stuff, the spiritual stuff, like anything past, you know, sports, because yeah, to me, it's like, well, can you just get like better guy friends or can you go to your pastor or your mentor? Like, do you have a mentor? Do you have a pastor? Do you have friends? Um, and this is like, this is not, these are not real examples from our current friends. This is over like years and years and years of, of having guy friends. Um, I do want to mention, you know, lately I've been thinking a lot about this whole guy friends dynamic and what I wish I could tell my 21 year old self, my 23 year old self, and then even my 29 year old self, um, when it comes to guy friends and boundaries, it's really, really, really important to one, know what healthy boundaries are. Like I haven't even read the book, but apparently boundaries by Henry cloud is fantastic. People love it, but also like counselor, you know, therapist, whatever. It's great person to talk to about this or, you know, your pastor's wife or whatever, if you're a female, um, really important to understand like what healthy boundaries look like in a friendship, because I have found my tendency and a lot of my girlfriend's tendencies, but I'm talking about myself right now is that when I connect with a guy friend on like an emotional level or, and, or a spiritual level, it's like, Oh, cool. Like there's all of a sudden this bond that almost feels like you know, it's almost replacing that desire to actually be dating someone or married to someone, because Mm -hmm. there is someone that I can talk to about emotional things or spiritual things that is of the opposite sex, 
who may not be ugly. You know, that's always a plus. <laughs> it's um, like a placeholder. Yeah. And I say that again, jokingly, no, truly no one's actually ugly. Um, but you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, not attracted to them. Like yeah. if, if it came down to it. And I think women can also like become attracted to men over time more than guys. Like, cause we love the emotional connection that then turns into more physical connection. Um, and so what I w- would say to my previous self is do not give them wifey benefits without any kind of commitment. And that actually even includes like when I am dating someone properly, like exclusively dating someone, it's still don't give them wifey benefits. There's not, there aren't two rings on your finger. Like not even one, like not even one. So why are you cooking for them or um, answering every time they call or helping them pick out their freaking countertops or anything like that, you know, um, because that's not my house. That's your house. And I don't want to make all these decisions because this is my dream is to pick out countertops and backsplash and floors, um, with a man one day. And the fact that, you know, this, these particular guy friends or whatever, like this, these are real examples for over the course of years are like, Hey, we, we help me pick out this outfit for work. We help me pick out this, you know, this backsplash. It's like, you know, I'd really love to do that, but I really just shouldn't. You know, as awkward as that might be, it's like, no, find somebody else to talk to about that. Ask a guy friend who already has a great backsplash or a great outfit for work, you know? Um, And so I think that's really important to share, especially with my younger twenties people. And again, what I would have told myself back then is not filling a guy friend who is truly just a friend in the slot of a significant other, because what ends up happening is you are emotionally committed to them without any like true verbal commitment. And you don't realize this, but ultimately you're like setting yourself up for, for failure, for hurt, for rejection, because you're almost like subtly waiting for them to like, ding, like this person's more than a friend. Like I can see that they can do this and they can do that. And they're helpful in all these areas. I should ask them out. And then you never get asked out because you've always been friend zoned. And then you've set yourself up for the hurt and pain that comes six months, a year, three years later. And all of these, by the way, like this has happened to me multiple, multiple times throughout the last, you know, decade, I would say. So that's what I would tell my younger self. I hope that's helpful for anyone who's listening, but hold close, like those tread, like that is a treasure that you are supposed to hold onto. I actually just read Song of Solomon yesterday, which is really intense, especially like, I'm like, if anyone knew that this was in my AirPods right now and what was happening, um, cause I was in public, I was on a wa- uh, walking light rock. And then I was in Trader Joe's. I was like, people would be so deserved that I'm listening to this, but it's the Bible. I promise. But I was listening to that and I was just like, yes, like don't awaken love until the time is right. Like don't awaken love because we have all this love to give. Like Bianca and I always joke about like, man, I have a lot to offer. I have a lot of love to give. I am like ready for that to just be opened up and just explode onto somebody like, but it needs to be the right person. But when you kind of crack that door open and you start pouring out bits and pieces, you know, if it's not reciprocated, like again, it's going to be painful. And then you have to go through the process of closing that door again and waiting all over again before you open it. So I know that was really long, but wanted to share that. I think that's been just heavy on my heart lately and just holding myself accountable. Also Bianca holding me accountable, like, and, and, you know, vice versa to not do that again, because it's just too painful. Yeah. It's it's hard. I think that's, I'm so glad you said that because I think that's something that 
even the little things in life, like little moments of just, you know, texting a friend saying, I like this backsplash better. Like you don't realize what that's stripping from you until later on, you know? So it's nice for listeners to be reminded, uh, even if it sounds silly in this moment, it will, it will further attach you to someone's soul that might not be your person. And then also it'll take away those sweet moments. Like it'll strip those moments from who you're, who you end up with. You know, like if you've already picked out the the backsplash with someone else and then, you, you know, two years later, you're with your husband picking out backsplash. You're like, oh, I've done this before with someone else. Like it feels mm-hmm. not, um, I don't know, it doesn't feel like an original moment that I'd love to have with you. Right. It's yeah. not original and, and, you're, and you're remembering the time before when it was with someone who wasn't your husband. And that goes for a lot of things. I have one more thing to say that I just thought of because I'm thinking about the person who might be listening. You said, it's okay, crap. I am that person that Carly was just talking about. And by the way, I was that person beginning of last year. So it's not like I was only that person when I was 21. Like I've gone through this kind of on a roller coaster again over the last decade in multiple situations. But if you are in a place where you know that you have feelings for your friend, like your quote unquote best guy friend, Um, I would say like, if you're falling asleep, thinking about it, if it's bothering you, if you're confused and it's like a continual thing in your life, like it's lasted for a while, I would, I would encourage you to get your clarity that you need, even if you are deathly afraid of it, even if you're deathly afraid that he is going to say, Oh, I'm not, I don't have feelings for you at all. Like I'm not attracted to you or whatever he might say, which he should never say he's not attracted to you, but I would say go for it because it's going to hurt so much worse if you wait and wait and wait and wait and a year has passed or three years have passed and he still has never asked you out. And then, and then he gets married. (laughs) Um, That's awful. So, or just feels awful. It's not awful that he got married, but I would say get the clarity that you need. And Bianca told me this, and I I guess it's like a, a quote people know, but man, it like rocked me when she told me earlier this year, but if it costs you your peace, it's too expensive. Mm, and I, I wish I knew that quote for real. I wish I knew that quote last year. I wish I knew that quote again, all these years before specifically related to having cute guy friends who love the Lord, who I'm doing life with and, Oh, what do you know? Like I've developed a crush or like we've been saying lately, a crinkle, a crinkle. It's like a pre-crush. It's a pre-crush. That's so good. It's like we're curious, but we're not like full crush status. It's just a crinkle. We're just curious. Like we would be interested. Like we would probably say yes if he asked us out. That is so good. I wish I could use that. That's amazing. (laughs) Shout out to who was it? Lydia? Yeah, our friend Lydia. Shout out to Lydia. We love. Um, yeah, wow. I mean, she really said it all, but it's so (laughs) true. I'm like, I've also been there. (laughs) Carly's not the only one. I've I've also been there with Carly in her moments and my moments. And it's so tough because we desire to be that type of, we just, we want that connection. We want companionship. And so it's, it's natural in the sense that like, of course it makes sense that we would desire that. But when you just take it out of context of like Mm. the way it should be, it completely, it just like, it's just not good. Absolutely. It's, like, it's, it's just, it's not good. It's just like, not, it's not the real thing. And that goes with everything that is reserved for marriage, like including sex, 
and all sexual things, not just actual sex, um, but anything sexual. And then plus, you know, what you're talking about picking out the perf- your, your dream backsplash. Why are you picking out your dream backsplash for a man that is not even yours in a house that you don't even own? <laughs> talking right. to myself a couple years ago, you know, like that's, it's, it's, yeah. When you reserve, yeah, I would just pray y'all. That's just what I always pray. Lord, please reserve and preserve my man for me and help me to stay reserved and preserved for him. Because I just have no doubt because this is how good God is and how able he is to do this. Like I'm going to meet my man and be like, Oh my gosh, it was always you. I'm so glad we didn't meet when I was 25 or 29. Like it always had to be this time. This was the perfect time. And you are the perfect one for me. And, you know, God will continue to reveal, you know, why, and, and maybe we won't even know the full story as to why it happened quote unquote later or later than I anticipated, just like it yeah. did for you, Catherine. Um, in my mind, I'm like, you're, you're still like single girl club, meaning like, you're not the girl that got married right out of college. You and I walked through singleness intensely together in our upper twenties. Um, and so, yeah, you get it. You know, I think another thing about the church that bothers me, whoa, going back is, I mean, I love the local church. That's been a huge, that's been like the biggest gift to us since November of, of last year is our local church community. So I'm not talking about my specific church right now, but when Catherine was mentioning how the church addresses singleness and marriage, I think my biggest like, no, no, like my, my flag goes up when this happens is when someone is on a stage male or female talking about singleness, who is not single, has not been single for a very long time, or their story is that story. I just mentioned, like they, they got a ring by spring, their senior year of college or high school. Gosh, you never know, depending on where you grew up, but, um, they never really experienced true singleness. And so it's hard to listen and receive a word from somebody (laughs) when they haven't experienced what you've experienced. Yeah. That's a really good point. I remember this is um, well, I have two things I want to circle back to one. I remember when <laughs> you lived in Wilmington and one thing that we always said about each other is like, I'm a 10. So someone's going to realize that I'm a 10 and then they're going to want this 10. And 100%. you said that earlier, like you are, you are so much more worthy than to give someone a discount for what you're worth is like, don't give them 20% off. Don't give them 15% off or don't like have them try to purchase that for less than what you're worth, you know? Oh, so yeah. like no more, discounts. no more discounts, no more discounts. No. No. Um, I heard that on a podcast and I like yeah. love it. Um, but yeah, no more discounts. And then also something like you said the quote, Oh gosh, it was always you. Like if, when you finally meet mm. your man and that quote I had at our wedding and it's in our room or in our house, like the sign from our wedding, it's in our house because it's exactly what it feels like is mm. Michael and I joke all the time. We went to college together. We know all the same people. We grew up 15 minutes from each other, but thank God we did not meet when we we're in those seasons because it wouldn't have been him when all along it was like, this is you. It was always him, but you had to wait until you were here and he was here for it to actually happen. Yes. That's so good. I tell people y'all story all the time. Like everybody here knows like the couple who set us up, like me and Bianca is friends. 
And we're like, a couple of said, oh, get this. They both went to OU. They're both from Dallas. Like they had to meet when he was still in Texas and she was in Wilmington. Isn't that wild? Like same exact age, same grade, like blows, right? No, I'm actually same a cougar. I'm, I'm a cougar. I'm a grade older than him, but a one grade older, but you were at the college at the same time and, and had mutual friends from that experience, which is so wild to me. And that's not the only, that's not the first time I've heard a story like that. People are in group photos together from like, a we <laughs> we're in photos in the same room at the same day parties at the same time. And I probably looked at him and I was like, Meh, and vice versa, you know, blows my mind. Truly um, my mind. It's, it's, it is just so the Lord, it's the right one at the right time. Yeah. I think the timing thing is huge. And I also think like allowing your heart to be open to something that you didn't necessarily dream up in your head is really huge. Um, like I imagined <laughs> Michael's everything to me now, but I imagine like extroverted like just goofy. So like super tall, you know, like all these like things you had in your, in your head, um, about what you expect your person to be like. And he's none of those things. In fact, he's everything that's opposite of me that I didn't know I needed. And so I say that to say, if you're single and listening, like be open to whatever God could give you that's beyond what you have compartmentalized in your brain. Like it could be something totally different than what you've drawn up and it's going to be so much better than yeah. what you could design. Like you said, he gives good gifts, you know? So yeah. Good. Yeah. We talk about this a lot. <laughs> our like preferences and what our normal type is. And, and we joke, we were joking recently because I have like a type but I also feel like I'm fairly open compared to a lot of people that I know especially me <laughs> um I'll call myself out but I specifically do have like certain things but then we also Carly keep saying like willing to be surprised willing we're to willing surprised. to be surprised because I always hear that I always hear it's you never marry the person they thought you're gonna marry or this or that and and I think I have a hard time maybe even you too mm-hmm. of just thinking like, what will a healthy relationship even look like? Because <laughs> yeah. I've never had one. So yeah, it's, there's also that. There's just this like, <laughs> kind of weird thing between, okay, here's what I think I want. And what I, a, a few words that the Lord's given me or a few things that I know I would need because I <laughs> am a mess in this area or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then there's this other aspect of, we have no frame of reference for what that could even look like. So we have no clue. So yeah. you're just sitting here like it could be literally anybody. Yeah. And yeah. so there's a freedom in that, but there's also it makes it so hard when we go on dates and meet people, you're just like, I don't know. You kind of have to just go every time. I'm like, okay, do I want to see them one more time? Yes. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah, a couple so. a couple of pieces <laughs> of advice that I would give that are like practical. The first being maybe write down and, and I'm not saying write down a perfect list of everything you ever wanted. Okay. I am not necessarily a fan of that because I do think that can like close your mind off. Um, but I do have a list of three things, only three people of non-negotiables that, that like absolutely cannot change from years ago when I wrote this list to, um, to whenever I find my person, 
So I would write down those three things, whatever that might be in it. I mean, it could be two things or it could be five things, but make it a very short list and make it really fair while you can still be open, but it's, it's truly a non-negotiable for you so that you can hold yourself accountable, share it with your friends so they can hold you accountable. Like, okay, they have two out of the three, like where are we at? You know? And that's a really good check-in. The other thing, the piece of advice that your mom gave me mm-hmm. a couple of I guys back, <laughs> a couple of guys back, <laughs> a couple of guys back that I really needed. And it, and it really impacted me. And we tell all of our friends here, you go yeah. ahead and share it. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because Carly was asking my mom for advice, which I don't really ask my mom for advice when it comes to dating because she just seems uninterested in the fact that I could get married. I'm like, hello, I'm 30. Can you be praying for me? Our moms are very like, yes, queen, independence, like live, live your life, live your life, like thrive. <laughs> so whenever Carly asked her for advice, I just I remember thinking this will be interesting. Like, I don't know what's going to come out of her mouth. But my mom <laughs> just starts going off and off about like, is it, is it yes? Is it yes? Is, is it, it just yes? yes? If it's just yes, then it's just yes. And we're like, I'm sorry. I need you to break that down. <laughs> she was so like, so confused. And I was over here like, what is she saying? But so the breakdown is, it's basically just how a lot of people say, if it's not like an absolute heck yes, then it's a no. So she's like, she said with my dad, every time she was with him, it was just, it was just, yes. It was just like, do I want to see him again? Yes. Do I want to see him again? Yes. Do I want to say yes to him proposing to me? Yes. So I, do I want to marry him? Yes. Do I want to have babies with him? Yes. It was always just yes. One yeah. time after the next, like throughout the whole process. It that was never good. Enough. Yeah. It's so simple, but it makes sense. It's just, it's just, yes. That actually reminds me of Michael's philosophy when he was dating you. Remember the three yeah. of us now early on in y'all's dating um, journey. And he kind of said the same thing. He, uh, he was almost so simple that like my mind was blown <laughs> and, and I was like bothered. I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. like, what do you mean? It's, I it's- remember this. I remember this yeah. moment. Yeah. We were, at, we were at Copper Penny downtown Wilmington and I don't remember a lot of things, but that I remember, <laughs> but I just remember being like, wait, what? Like, it's really that simple for him. Like, yeah. I mean, he just was never confused. And it was the whole concept that her mom was telling us was like, it's just, yes. Like, do I want to see her again? Yes. Do I want to call her tonight? Yes. Like, am I looking forward to seeing her again? Yes. It was just never no. Yeah. For him, that was like his answer um, to, to move to Wilmington to pursue yeah. you for real, for real, for real. Yeah. And one thing that he said in the beginning and during that conversation with you that I remember you being like, was I didn't pray for us in the beginning. And you were like, oh, what? And he didn't bring this part up. (laughs) He didn't mean like, I like, don't pray for Catherine or I don't pray for me or like us when we're together for boundaries and things like that. What he meant was like, he put in past dating experiences, he would put so much pressure in by the, because of the church by the third date, do I like, what am I going to marry this person? And when it's just, it could just be a third date. That means that that begs you to ask the question, do I want a fourth date? Not, do I want to marry this person? And so when he said like, I don't pray for us, he meant what he meant is like, I don't go, I'm not right now on month two with you going and praying to our father in heaven for our future family and our future marriage and all these things that I don't have complete clarity about yet. But what I do have clarity about is I want to see you again. And, you know, like, 
And then I want to see, and then I want to come visit and then I'll have clarity about the next thing. In fact, he was so simple throughout it that it like stressed me out. Cause I was like, wait, you even like love me or <laughs> at one point I was, he was, he said something like, Oh, I don't think I'm going to tell you that I love you until I propose. And I was like, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're either going to, we're either going to break up before then because I'm going to go insane or, uh, you propose right now and tell me you love me because <laughs> that, right now. that stressed me out. And you know what? I told him that I told him that that wouldn't work for me and he didn't do it. I was going to ask what what ended up happening. I forget. He ended up. So that was like in March of when we were dating. And I knew I was like, I didn't know he was my husband, but I knew that I loved him, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wasn't going to say it because I'm stubborn until he said it. So he like, this was in March when he told me this. And in April, I told him that's not going to work for me. So like, you need to figure out if like, I'm your person basically. And then in April, we went on a trip with his family and he told me he loved me. And I was like, this is a month later. And he was like, I loved you then. But like, I just thought because of these standards that were put on me by like people in the church, you know, like you wait to say, I love you for this moment and you do this. And sometimes like life unfolds in a way that God wants for it to unfold for you in your story. And it doesn't have to look like everyone else's. Mm -hmm. And I think once that pressure was dropped from him of like, oh, this person who I actually do, do love, she doesn't want me to wait. Like she wants me to tell her it was like, Oh, then I can tell her, you know? So yeah, I think, I don't know what point I was getting to, but the point of what Bianca said of like, you know, do I, am I even attracted to him too? I think that, you know, don't drop your standards just because you want to be open to what God has for you. Like I, like, I know I said, Michael's not what I expected, but like, I thought he was hot, you know, like you can, you're allowed to like go for the guy or the, you know, girl that you're attracted to. So I don't know, don't drop all your standards, but also be open to not necessarily going the way that everyone else has gone in their There's definitely pastors out there who would say that attraction is not necessary and it's not important. And, you know, my question for them is, oh, so did you think your wife was ugly? Yeah. Like you're, you're attracted to them. Right. And I'm saying, again, I say ugly so loosely, meaning like you don't have any attraction. You don't think anything about them is like attractive because attraction obviously is not just like physical. It's yeah. And it grows. Yeah. It can grow and hopefully it continues to grow. Yeah. It does grow. And like it, it's the more, you know, someone which women, it's easier for us to comprehend that like your attraction for someone can grow because that's how we're wired. You know, like we can go on a date with a guy and be like, he's okay. And then like three dates in, we're like, oh, I actually really like him now because I got to know him. Exactly. I I would say like it grow when you find the person that God has for you, it grows, it goes up and it grows together. So Mm -hmm. like here, just being completely honest, like I'm pregnant and I feel the least sexy and attractive I've ever felt. Michael's like, yeah, you know? And so it's, it's just cool to see, like, even when you're at your least, and I'm not just talking about physical attraction. I'm talking about like this past year, I was 
low-key depressed from all the things we went through. I was not my best self. He said he lost, Michael even used the term, I think I lost you for a couple months, but does he love me any less? No, like we continue to like figure it out together. And I, I just think that's a really beautiful thing about, um, waiting for that person that's, that you're supposed to be with. So y'all are making me like, um, just really appreciate my life and also appreciate yours. And I'm just really, I'm really excited for our listeners to feel encouraged in whatever season they're in, because I, I feel like listening to this episode, whether you're married, single or dating or whatnot, you're going to get something out of it. That was a lot of good truth. Um, can I say one more thing? Yeah, please. When it comes to friendships and finding healthy friendships and finding good girlfriends that like Bianca and I have, you know, shared some of our friendship just throughout this past hour. I cannot recommend enough getting involved in a local church. And I know like COVID really threw us out of like the routine. And, you know, I understand some people may not want to go to a church building. That's fine. But find a way to do community like in a living room, over a meal, like around the table even if it's with people who you never imagined being friends with. Like my favorite thing about our current local church community is that there are so many different backgrounds. People are literally from different countries and different ages, different stages of life, marital statuses, et cetera. Um, and that's, that's actually my favorite part is the diversity, the, the diversity of it. And of course, it's like such a blessing to have someone like Bianca who's in my exact state, same stage of life and basically my same age. That's great too. But for me, I think as far as community and how you see like everything on Instagram and how many people, you know, I'm surrounded by all the time has so much to do with the church community that we've been a part of um, over the last however many months, eight months or so. And so I just can't encourage that enough because I think like, even if your church isn't meeting in person again, like find people from your church to meet with, even if that just starts with like, your actual pastor or your pastor's wife, or again, like a mentor, even if it's just one person, it's just so, 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 so important. I think we can probably have the tendency to make excuses to not even go back because we're so used to it. Just like, I don't want to go back into the office. I'd rather work in my little corner in my living room and have the freedom to do laundry during the day or go to the gym during my lunch break. Um, but with church, God says like, do not give up on gathering together. It's, I mean, he's not playing around about community so I, I wanted to say that because one of the things we talked about at the top was how to find a lot like friends and community and it be healthy and, you know, find godly friends to spend your time with. Yeah, it absolutely. Changed, it has changed the whole dynamic of my entire life. Like week to week, I look forward to my life on a weekly base, basis because of the community I'm a part of through my church. Yeah. And I think if like 2020 taught us anything, it's that it reiterated the fact that you should not be doing life alone and like isolation really leads to just the, the most negative things. And when you're not isolated and when you're bringing things out to people who are surrounding you with love, encouragement, accountability, advice, a shoulder to cry on, then you're able to grow. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, okay. I have four, four questions. I ask all my guests and we are going to rapid fire them. Okay. okay. Um, rapid fire here, rapid fire. I'm ready. (laughs) I love that. Um, the first question is what's something that you're obsessed with right now? 
I'm like, should we answer for each other? Because that'd probably be faster. Okay. That would be funny. Um, right now, Carly is obsessed with her new Birkenstocks. She just joined the Birkenstock fam for the, first time. For the first time. We love to see it. Oh, gosh. Bianca <laughs> has recently started gua shying, and oh, I wouldn't say it's her obsession, just like my birds are not necessarily number yeah, yeah. one obsession, but like, yeah, the, just the new exciting things. Wait, right. she started what? I like blocked out. Gua it blocked gua out. Shying. It blocked out. <laughs> gua sha is like a, it's a little tool that you use for like lymphatic drainage and such. I've been yeah. doing my neck, you know. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's because I never heard that word, but it, it like sounded like it was blacking out. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I was like, um, are we good? Okay. <laughs> Second question is what's something that, okay, Carly, you can answer for Bianca. Bianca, you answer for Carly. What's something that Carly's really excited for in 2021? And what's something that Bianca's really excited for in 2021? Um, well, I can I answer for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're excited to come to Wilmington and hang out with you and meet Woo! your baby. Yes. Y'all are coming like a week after he's born, which is crazy. I know. I'm um, so excited for my hometown date. <laughs> <laughs> Truly hometown tour coming at you end of August, 2021. Yeah. I think I would say that's probably the most exciting thing that we can think of that's still, yeah. still to come in 2021. For yeah. Sure. Amen. I mean, also, we could both be engaged by the end of the year. That's what I was going to say originally. Is, oh. oh, I'm excited to be engaged by the end of the year. Just to it out. Yeah, why not? Hey, I'm not even dating anyone. No dates even in the lineup. Like, nothing in the pipeline. But hashtag willing to be surprised. Willing to be surprised. Would love to be married next year. So, like, if you know anyone who loves Jesus, has friends, and what's my third thing? <laughs> loves Jesus, has great friends, and has a sense of humor, then, like, send them my way. Yeah. That's good. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm writing down willing to be surprised because I really think that might be the, the title of this episode. Um, okay, third question. I'm starting to forget them now because we just went off on a tangent. But the third question is, what is something that you love about yourself? So Carly, what's something you love about Bianca? And Bianca, what's something you love about oh, Carly? We, did this we, we literally just did this yesterday. <laughs> so I love Bianca because for a lot, a lot, a lot of reasons. But I think this is true for any like really true raw deep friendship or relationship is she really does know everything about me probably knows me better than I know myself at this point in our friendship but yet she still like accepts me embraces me shows up day after day loves me and is just very patient with me <laughs> especially because I talk a lot as everybody <laughs> listening knows full well at this point. Um, my favorite thing about Carly, well, there's a few things, but I do love the capacity that she has, which I do not have. So I'm always like, wow, it's very impressive. I share my my capacity. It's very impressive. But also I said yesterday when we were talking about this, like, she's just a very good friend. Like she's always checking in and making sure that you're good. And if you're not good, she will pray over you and we will talk it through and we will get to a place to where we rebuke all of the bad and uh, oh, yeah. we get good. Yeah. yeah. So in like, we're also just so much fun together. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's ha- like, it's just hard to find friends like that. And so we don't take it for granted that you can have someone that has the same humor as you and you like love the same things and just talk together so different because we are actually incredibly different 
um, more than people might assume. I don't know, but we're (laughs) very different, but also have so much similarity in our interests. So yeah, it just makes for a good time. Yeah. I would say like the short answer for Bianca and why I love her is that she's very, very wise and she's very, very fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Last, last thing. And you could probably do this together, but what is something that you want to leave our listeners with? Like one little piece of truth. Oh, I have one. I just want, I just hope like for any women listening that are in similar seasons to us that are frustrated with their guy friends or with this or are not having clear answers. I just encourage everyone to be bold because the worst thing that anyone can say is no. And having the confidence to know your worth and what you deserve and not letting people take advantage of you or really just anything that isn't going to lead to like something fruitful or edifying for your life or, you know, help you get to where, you know, the Lord is leading you like call it out and don't be afraid to call it out because it's only going to put you in the right direction. And sometimes that's obedience. And sometimes it looks like a lot of hard work to get there, but I just encourage everyone to be bold because it's really important. And I know it's scary, but worth it. It's, it's just showing respect for yourself. Yes. Respect yourself. That's good. So that is a word. Pastor Mike Todd always says, Ooh, I'm coming to your house today. I'm coming to your house. (laughs) Bianca just came to somebody's house. Or if you're listening in the car, she just came in your passenger seat. Um, that's so good. I did not have anything, but I just prayed a little bit while you were talking and I would say it's related. Well, actually it's not related, but something I did yesterday was just doing something you love for yourself. So a a lot of my friends back home, most of my 99% of my friends back home in North Carolina are married with children. And like some have two, some have three, some have um, almost four. And so what I've been encouraging them as like the only single person kind of in that community from afar, I've been saying, Hey ladies, make sure that you still do something for yourself on a regular basis, whether it's bi-weekly or weekly, or even daily, if you can make it happen. Um, and some of them have actually done that and it's been beautiful to watch and for them to report back. And it's been pretty life-changing. Um, but something for me, for just an example is I know how much life it brings me to go on a walk in a pretty place, whether that's beautiful houses and a beautiful neighborhood or just like beautiful nature where flowers are blooming or everything's really green or, um, yeah. And it's just really important to spend that solitude time, whether you're listening to a podcast like this one, or whether you're listening to worship music or praying or Bible, whatever it might be, um, do something for yourself that you love. Even if you are that mama in the car with four kids right now, like find something that you can just work into your rhythm and, you know, don't hold yourself to, too hard to it to where, you know, you hurt yourself in the end, but just make space to love yourself and just yourself. Like something that is singular to your own self. That's going to be nourishing to your soul as, as small or as simple as it might be. That's so good. And so true. My business coach, she makes me do something for an hour for myself that I only love, like not me and Michael love together, but only I love. I love that so much. How often do you do that? This is do an hour a week. I love it. That's I think yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I probably do more because I walk all the time, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. It's so important to like really love you 
for who you are outside of any relationship or community that you're in. So yeah, that's huge. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. We could talk forever. I'm going to link Carly and Bianca's Instagrams and TikToks because you need to know. And the um, they're the same for both. Same handles. Yeah, both. yeah. Same handles for both. I'm going to put a direct link so that there's no. <laughs> I'm going to go straight to the app. Um, but yeah, y'all definitely follow them. They're a good time. And they're also so encouraging. Thank y'all so much for joining me on the podcast. And we I love you. you. We you love you so much. We love baby Benko. We can't wait to meet him at the end of August. Uh, I know it's so soon. Crazy. All right, y'all. Well, listeners, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye y'all. Whoa.